so I can live as long as I can. I don't know if freak accidents can happen. It doesn't have to be your health to kill you, but uh, like we said, you prepare yourself. Sometimes it don't happen, but I try to prepare myself to, for longevity, so. Yeah, Jared jumped out of the movement car while it was being hit by a truck. I what? He jumped out of the movement car while it was being hit by a truck. That was, that was. I didn't jump out the car. Jump to the other side of the car. When you got hit by that suburban? Yeah, and they, they came and picked me up. He said, I looked at your car, I knew you was dead. Okay, look, 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 look. Bro, I saw the car. He should have died. <laughs> he be so it's like how far that car got pushed in if his body's right there we're talking broken ribs shoulder punctured something punctured a lot of things all kind of internal bleeding somehow superhumanly he jumped to the passenger side of the car incredible like see that bro when I pulled up I was what, like and what injuries did you have no, not even a scratch. <laughs> Standing there chilling. <laughs> nah, man. What happened? I got hit by a Suburban in my Camry. She ran the stop sign and hit my car on the driver's side. But I saw her coming. I didn't. I don't condone this, everybody. I didn't have my seatbelt on, but I saw her coming. I didn't have my seatbelt on, so I jumped to the passenger side before she hit the because I knew it wasn't going to be good if I stayed. What? Yeah. What? Not all the way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I wasn't in the passenger seat. You know, the middle part, I like jumped to the middle part. I wasn't all the way there. So when she hit, I still had my hands on the wheel, but she hit the car. And if I was in that seat, I would have, it would have been bad, bro. Like, Sloan, I saw the car, bro. That's that's smart. Because if you would have jumped all the way to the passenger seat, they could have wrote you a ticket for leaving uh, a motorized vehicle in an operating position. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even. I tried to jump to the passenger seat. I just didn't make it. Let's go with that. Bro, I tried. Bro, how bang bang was this? Like, what were you? Were you sitting still? Were you driving the vehicle? Four way, and she was running the stop sign, and I was like, she don't stop, but it's like she was going too fast to stop. So I was like, there's no way she can. So I just like curled and jumped, but I kept my hands on the wheel, and she boom, and it crushed my, it crushed the whole car through my seat where what I was, was sitting. This? What was this? At Tarleton, my uh, master's degree. So yeah, yeah. Right before I got my master, so I jumped. I mean, I can show you if it is. If I stayed in the, in the driver's seat, it would have been something broken. A lot of stuff broken, actually. So yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Bro. Wow. Seeing the car like pulling up, it was like, yo, this ain't normal. Like that was a bad accident. And then I'm thinking, like, but I just talked to him on the phone. It didn't sound that bad. Didn't mess up. Like he's really the calmest person in the face of a car accident that I've ever seen. <laughs> we got into a car accident going like back in the town one time, and I'm freaking out trying to control the wheel. Uh, Rob, Rob was calm too. Rob just kind of like held my seat in place with his arms, just like oh, but Rob different. Rob is a special yeah. person. Marshall jumped on the, the floor behind the seat. I'm never gonna forget that. He Marshall jumped on the. Jarrell just laid back. I relaxed. Like, they told me if you buy a car. car. I was like, he didn't pass out over there. Yeah. I wouldn't really. But, man. Yeah, I try to, to stay here as long as I can. I want to be here as long as I can. Man. I try to stay here as long as I can. Self-preservation. So, <laughs> but, but I just feel like, though, that sounds a little scary, though, being in the air or being off of your seat, out of your seatbelt as a, a car is colliding into your car. I, I feel like that sounds like going through the windshield. I don't know why. No, but, I wouldn't like it. So I like, I curled and like, I wouldn't like high. It was like I slid to the oh, middle part. So I really tried to slide. Yeah, it was like a slide to the middle part, but I was trying to slide to the passenger seat because I was like, she going to kill. It was, she was going like 50. Like yeah. she didn't stop. So I was like, suburban Camry, she wins. I, I don't know if I thought all of this. All I know is to get out the way. Hey man, for all my viewers, man, Jarrell's anointed. That's why we got this brother on the podcast. <laughs> got that spirit, you feel what I'm saying? Because most of us, we don't need to be doing that. Yo, our numbers ain't gonna work in our favor. <laughs> keep it real with y'all. He got a reason to be here. That's why he's on the podcast giving these gems. Um wow. But um <clears throat> Yeah, man. I mean, I think I think we hit on that. Everybody got to share in regards to talking about, you know, preparation. And, um, you know, like, like we were saying, uh, being prepared is, is very important. I mean, it helps with, with your with your peace. And um, I got a young brother coming in. He want to kind of add his point of view 
Uh, this is young Khalil, so I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Uh, he's in the waiting room, excited. He's got a lot of energy, ready to come in here and lock that light, this young light, you feel what I'm saying? Our young minds in the building. I'm gonna let his audio hook up. Young Lil. I don't think he connected yet. Okay. There you go. Hey, Mr. Sloan, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, my fault, my uh, Wi-Fi was messing up, but go ahead and say what you said again. I couldn't hear anything you said. No, nah, I said go ahead and reintroduce yourself to our audience and let them know who you are. Oh, all right. Oh, uh, well, good afternoon, y'all. My name is Khalil. Uh, that's really it. Just graduated <laughs> high school. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. I'm in college right now, but uh, the topic I wanted to talk about today was letting go, which is... um. I feel like letting go is important for a lot of reasons. One reason being that holding on to any type of anger, resentment, or you know what I'm saying, anything that you went through, um, things like childhood trauma, holding on to that as you get older will cause you to move with a spirit of resentment and cause you to miss out on a lot of blessings or treat people a certain way for no reason you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that is, it's important to let go of those things as you uh, move on and progress instead of moving with that spirit of resentment and um, coping, coping with that, coping with that spirit in a negative way, like either whether it be smoking, drinking, whatever you do, instead of trying to, you know, release it a positive way, like, you know, um, working out or whatever you might be doing. So I feel like it's important to release, let go of that negativity and letting go isn't like something easy to do, but you know, the more you try to let go, the easier, easier it'll get instead of like, okay, well, you know, give yourself two days or a week to let go of something that you've been holding on to for like, you know what I'm saying, 10 years. If you give yourself two days to let it go, like, well, it's not working and you just go back to your old ways then you know what I'm saying you quitting on yourself and then you ain't doing nothing um beneficial to let that go you just gave yourself a certain amount of time to um basically let go of that and it it, it takes time so you just really got to trust the process of letting go of things and trust the process of like healing like it don't take healing is is more than you know it's gonna take up probably like a year from year or two years it can be a it don't it's um different for different people so you got to just understand that and on the way just trust it and stay down until you really you know let it go instead of turning back to your old ways mm -hmm. and moving like moving this way so people you know moving a certain type of way which causes people which causes you to look at people different you to miss out on different type of blessings but that's that's my um that's really what I wanted to talk about. I also want to just ask like what's some of y'all uh ways that y'all went about coping uh in a positive way with letting go of things that uh affected y'all as uh kids or people who affected y'all, you know, because I know a lot of people like myself suffer from um what what would you say, um childhood molestation. So What's some things that really just, you know what I'm saying? Or I feel like the absence of my father, you know, I got a father, but you know, I, I wouldn't say like he a real father, you know? So, and there's no diss to my father cause it's all love, but you know, just understanding that, okay, you know, it ain't gonna, it, he not gonna be the father that you want him to be, you know, the type of father that I'm looking for. So what's some, what's some type of things that helped y'all release pain, suffering, and just move forward with y'all life without carrying that with y'all. Mm. Leo, I, uh, before everybody gets to talk, man, you you hit on two, two very strong, strong, strong topics that a lot of people go through. And if you can, if you would, if you will, uh, what caused, what, what happened to you to help you get to the point to where you was able to release that. Cause you know, the anger behind not having a father, molestation, whatever, those are things that people 
it's kind of hard to not justify. You know, a lot of people would justify their anger to hold on for the rest of their life. Uh, what helped you get past that point? Uh, I'd say me putting my trust in God and just reading the Bible more, understanding like how the people work and really, really my mom just being there for me and like feeding me knowledge like about my father, like saying like he, he didn't have, he grew up around women as well. So he didn't have a dad. So, you know, he just was in his own selfish ways as well. You know, he didn't want to break out of them. So, you know, that kind of helped me understand, like I could have been the same way if I don't know what he went through. If I didn't have, he didn't have a dad. So he probably felt like, well, if I didn't have a dad, you know, why should I be a dad to my son? So I just kind of had an open, more open mindset about things instead of like, okay, Khalil, this is about you and you're the only one in America without have without a dad. So that's just what kind of helped me um, understand more. And I, and I want to kind of add to this real quick. So like, and Khalil, you know, I, I really applaud you for your strength. Always your vulnerability is a superpower, brother. Like it's definitely going to be the most beneficial part of you forever. You know what I'm saying? Just the pain you can go through that you can express and you can be able to use as a overcoming uh, situation for others. It's a testimony. And I think a lot of times, you know, when we go through stuff and we hold on to it, a lot of times we think we're protecting ourselves in some way. You know, you, you had the violence or, you know, people go to the drugs or people go to the <clears throat> social, you know, social, you know, indulgence or whatever it is they use to like hide themselves, escape, escapism, right? Trying to get away from the reality of, you know, your pain. But um, we have to accept our pain for what it is. You know, you have to feel it in this whole full spectrum, which is why, like, I always tell people when back in the day when I used to be, you know, a little bit older than you when I went to college and I, and I would be, you know, saying, trying to lose myself in parties and trying to, you know, go and drink and go and just like, just empty my brain. Right. Just make sure I was like, I just want to free myself of all the stress. I was at my worst place. I was the least productive I've ever been in my life. That was when I was the most reckless. And that was when I was, I was basically the most childish, the most immature, but the maturity came when I started to, basically say life is what it is. Like, I am going to see, feel every emotion in this lifetime. Like, I'm going to feel everything. I will feel uh, betrayed. I will feel uh, strong distrust from people. Um, people are not gonna show loyalty. Uh, people are going to physically try to hurt me, mentally try to hurt me, spiritually try to hurt me. Um, and I have to understand that if I don't have a, a, a moral compass, a moral code, like you said, you found God and that's what helped you get into the word. Like everybody is not going to God, but sometimes it's like you really have to figure out what makes you tick and what's most important to you. Because when you figure that out and you get in deep inside, for me, it's God as well. But when you get deep inside yourself and figure out like, what do you want from your life? Who do you want to be? Then you allow the people that hurt you, the things that hurt you just to be things that hurt you or people that hurt you. That's it. Like they are isolated from you. They, don't, they haven't taken nothing from you. You are still the man you are. You still the woman you are. Like they didn't take anything. They just did something to you. It was just an action. But you still are Khalil. Like I still am K Sloan. Like you guys are still the same people that you are when the pain came. You can't like wear everybody's like, you know, mistakes and all that stuff or whatever happened to you. Like you gotta let that go. And I think uh, also another part of this is, is like when people hurt us, holding grudges does that as well. So like if somebody like does something foul to you, you have to let them go because sometimes I think I heard this in a sermon to increase your blessing. You have to let people that hurt you back in. Like a lot of times when you when you grow and you start doing great things in life, the people that really like broke you for real, for real. At some point, you have to let them back in, and accept them, even though they did you the most foul. Out of some of the people that you dealt with, like out of, out of all the people I've dealt with, the people that have done me the most foul, I've had to double back and let them back in, let them back in and be, be graceful because at the end of the day, it's not, that's not me. I don't, I don't judge you. I don't drop a hammer on you. Yeah, you hurt me and I got to move smart. But at the same time, I have to be accepting of the fact that, hey, you know what? You could probably increase my blessing. Like you could probably move me forward and help me keep moving because when we talking about positivity, talking about love, talking about light, you can't unlock your light if you constantly like looking for times to take advantage of being a, a, a demon, you know what I'm saying? For, for lack of better words, like people talking about demon time, you can only get on demon time if you basically accept and hurt, pain, 
agony, like all that negative stuff about yourself and saying like, yeah, I'm gonna live in that because I've been through it. Like my life situation ain't been great. So I'm gonna be on demon time. Like I'm gonna be out here hitting licks. I'm gonna be out here uh, smoking and drinking because I'm trying to lose my brain and popping pills because I've been through it. Like, nah, like since you've been through it, that's your testimony. Take that with you and go build something else. That's why that theory of hurt people hurt people is, is so true. Yeah, it's a fact. You gotta be the master of yourself. I think that's what Kerry is talking about, being the master of yourself. You you literally, and Khalil, I'll applaud you too, like you literally cannot control. So live, up, live updates, the Cowboys just won? Yes. And, and, and that's good, you know, since we have a heavy, a heavy Cowboy fan base here on the podcast, we uh we do not endorse the Cowboys. We do not endorse the Cowboys, but it always seems to go better around here when the Cowboys win, I'll tell you that. Um, that's not true. <laughs> now I'm having a bad day. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so be like podcast. Uh, this is our mission statement. Um, the number one mentorship uh, for mindset development, career ascension, education, leadership cultivation. Uh, we authentic, positive. We respect our sex, race, religion, political views, and preference because we for all people. And we always like to have a great sense of humor, have a good time. Um, real quick, you know. I think it's really important that people understand, man, you know, in this climate that we in, we rolling into the, the ending uh, days of September. And oh, oh, you know, as we get into the colder months, people tend to get a little more depressed. Uh, things tend to get a little darker for some folks. You know, you got a lot of holidays that kind of come real soon. And we want to serve as that preventative measure for some people. Some people get on the podcast just to be able to get that energy they don't get anywhere else. And we want y'all to know that this is that hub for y'all. So we're going to bring some light to some topics today that uh, could help you grow um, and give you some more information to put in your bank and to help you unlock that light within. So welcome back to the Be Light Podcast. It's your boy, K. Sloan, here with the homies. Jay Jones. Jay Jones in the house. Got the brain. Boy, Nate 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 G. And then we got uh, Wise Wapping, Mr. Lift and Go. If you know, you know. Me. You know. Um, so man, let's uh get into it, man. What what, what what we got going on other than football on this on this lovely Sunday, fellas? Can't believe the Cowboys won. We said that already. Uh yeah, Longhorns. <laughs> Why you can't believe it, bro? <clears throat> I definitely wasn't even gonna watch the game after Dak got hurt. <laughs> but man, Cooper Rush is two and oh. Two one zero in 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 two starts. One last year, one this year. So I got give him his props. He actually played better than Dak played last week. So mm, you heard it here, folks. Cooper Rush better than Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> what he said. <laughs> oh, that's what I was about to say. That what you said? You can play good in one game, and I'll be better than a, a human. I've, I've been played better than. By some people, but they're not a better football player. So, yeah, I thought they was gonna have to bring me out there, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was the old wild so back. The old wild. Oh, okay. Because you, you can't throw. I, I threw one touchdown. I was one for one. You, you threw one touchdown. I was one for one. One, one throw, one touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I was one for one. It went 25 yards. It went 25 yards. Just for the record, y'all can look that up. Y'all can look it up. Look it up. Um, yeah. So. I mean, we can get on into it, you know what I'm saying? We can get into it. Um, Jay Jones, go ahead and introduce your topic, bro. <clears throat> so I was, uh, you know, uh, kind of how Kerry talked about how these holidays are coming up and a lot of depression during Thanksgiving and, and Christmas times and everything. Uh, my topic was you can't stop the storm, but you can prepare for it. And I was like equating um, the storm and storms in lives, in our lives. So uh, I was saying like having car insurance, you know, we pay car insurance every month. We might not ever get in a wreck, but we're preparing ourselves. You know, um, we, people get life insurance too, you know, after they pass away. I mean, I guess that has to happen, but after they pass away, they help their family. So all types of insurances that we pay for, we prepare for the worst, um, but sometimes the storm doesn't even come. But if the storm does come, you know, we're insured. So my thing is with finances, I want people to know like, your job can call you tomorrow, and say, you know, we land people off. You're one of the people that we are laying off. So um, one of my things I like to do is have at least like six months 
of at least rent that I could pay. Because if I get laid off or something, um, I need I need a roof over my head. So I try to uh, save up at least six months of rent. I mean, really, maybe more, but I, at least six months, just in case something happens. That's my insurance. That's my own. That's Jarrell's insurance for me. Uh, <laughs> Jarrell's insurance. That's something I like to do. What y'all like to do to prepare for storms that may come, may not come, you know, but you always prepare. Before before you go there, I'm older than everybody on here. I didn't get taught that. I always heard that. A lot of people say that, you know, save up so that you can have six months of worth of rent or keep a roof over your head. You don't really take insurance seriously until you get older. There's a lot of kids that have cars that lap on the insurance. Insurance is a monthly thing. How did how did you get to the point to where you saved up to where you could have that insurance on your, on yourself? So my the thing with me, I always there's a budget every month. Um, I had a number and Karen, he, we always talked about it, but I had a number that if I got close to, or sometimes I surpassed by you know dollar or two, I see where I am, and that that would make me sit in the house. I will sit in the house. I eat sandwiches. I do whatever I have to do not to go over that budget because I know. Every month, I need to have this this amount. And mine was usually 500. If I could put 500 in my savings, um, that's what I would try to do. Some months, you know, Christmas or, or a flat tire or, you know, special events happen where I don't do it every month. But I try to do 500 a month, um, especially like when I was in college. Every time I got paid, I put something in my savings account. Yeah. Because you just never know. I mean, I think when you insure yourself, that gives you more control over yourself. If you, uh, somebody, if your boss talked to you crazy and you don't have any money in the bank, it's almost like you have to go to work. But if you insure yourself, like I say, the insurance you put on your own self, somebody talks to you crazy, you feel disrespected. You can say, hey, I'm gonna move around. I'm gonna try to find something. I know I have this much in the bank. I'm not dealing with this. This messing with my mental health. I'm gonna do something else. But I have this money in the bank that I'm insured that I can pay my rent. I can still eat. So my thing is, I was taught that. My granddaddy taught me to always have six months of rent uh, to keep at least a roof over your head, you know. So I was taught that, but I just tried to follow a budget. Mm. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Um, I think I think I want to kind of even take it. So so yeah, when you're talking about saving up and preparing fiscally, I think money wise. That's very difficult for people because I remember like I had posted something on our page one time that said, like I think it was at, at the during at the end of COVID or right, end of COVID 2021, um, there was only like 75% of Americans that could take care of a thousand dollar emergency. Like if a thousand dollar emergency, yeah, a thousand dollar emergency came up at, in 2021. Only 75% of Americans had the money to come up with for a thousand dollar emergency. And, you know, we, we sit here, you know, as men that, you know, we, we kind of value that would say, okay, well, we're going to have to have that because we need to take care of our family, take care of ourselves, keep ourselves insured, but everybody doesn't have that ideal. So, and I, and I ain't gonna lie, I haven't always been at that space. Jarrell helped me with that a lot because I remember when I used to talk to Jarrell a lot, he used to always tell me like, bro, I got money away. Like he used to always be like, I, I remember one time I think we had a conversation driving back from Big Spring and that's when yeah. he broke it down to me how he was doing that. And I was like, oh, snap. So they kind of helped me get into that you know, you know, hide your coins away from yourself type of mindset because, you know, you do, things do happen. Um, and you don't want to be that guy that's relying on like, you know, a stream to save you. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not going to be the answer. It, it, it creates, a lot, creates a lot of stress in your brain and in your heart. <clears throat> also, um, if we want to even flip it though, from like a money sense, you know, talking about preparation, like we said, you know, we're going into the fall months like we got to make sure that we take care of our bodies, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Preparing for, you know, you know, the, the psychological distress that we're going to uh, come into during, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they out there cutting the grass? Uh, <laughs> I thought I heard something get banged up out there, but uh, <laughs> psychological distress um, that comes from, um, you know, just the, the fall months and just, we got to prepare ourselves, drinking water, eating, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, bro, I think about that as well. So, yeah, what y'all got to say on that? I was going to add, I like you said, health too, because I, I try to, I mean, as you get older, people say, I want to live till I'm 100. I don't know, for some reason, that's one of my goals. So, what you, when you say health, uh-oh, did, did he leave? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I thought he left. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, with health, I try to, like, what, what you say with health, I try to work out, drink water, eat health. Anybody else, like Khalil was talking about, 
with his father. Like he came to the point where, okay, I understand that's what you went through. I take that knowledge with some may deem as negative, and then I take it for myself and be like, okay, I take that, and you move forward in a positive way so that you can change the curse or whatever you know people might deem it is, and, and you can change it for your life. And like Kerry was saying, like you take that same negative energy, bring it back into your life, and you can convert it into a positive form because you are the master of you. You control your actions, your thoughts. Absolutely. I was going to say a lot of the, the main things that I would say and really is not staying in those moments. That was the biggest thing I heard you saying, Sloan. Like, to me, that's really how you get through anything, man. Stuff is, is going to happen. It's going to be different magnitudes of things. I'm honestly, I feel personally not a good person to talk about, like, real heavy trauma like that because I really just been blessed enough not to have dealt with any so far in life. Um, you know, just regular stuff, life happens, definitely right. has some ups and downs, but nothing major. But on anything, I was saying, man, it's, it's not staying in those moments. It's something that happened. It does shape you a little bit. You know, I think that's, that's the reality, but you can choose how it shapes you. Like, especially talk about the, the father thing. I don't always preach to the bums of the world not to be a bum for nothing, right? There you go. I, no, really though, like, I have the idea of being a father from my father, from my grandfathers. Like, they're all active dads. I personally don't know bum dads that are a part of my life. So all I've ever seen is you gonna do that. So that, what I was exposed to shaped how I was molded, right? But on the opposite side, when you deal with the, the bad part of it, let that be your driving factor to be better than whatever it was. That's always my thing. If it's something that you can identify and it bothers you with something that you don't want, you have to be conscious of taking those steps for yourself to avoid those things, to teach others against those things, whatever it could be. So, you know, really choose choose how you, you let things affect you. And I know that's probably a lot easier said than done, you know, in reality, but you have a choice. You always have a choice in how you respond. You have a choice in the actions that you take. So that'd be my thing with it. You know, especially when you talk about how do you avoid doing negative outlets? It's truly through that. It's by making a choice. A negative outlet may feel good at a certain point, but also I would say don't, don't play naive when you're not really naive. Right. I think we're all able to learn from things that we've seen around us. So we've all heard the story of person goes through trauma, person starts drinking, person ruins their life because of alcohol, person, trauma, drugs, ruin life. We you all hear that. So if you know that this can happen, choose different. Don't go with the mindset of this is not going to happen to me or whatever it is. It's really what are you going to choose? It's not going to be easy. Those things might get your mind off of it real quick, but you have positive outlets. You can actually choose to use the resources that are around. Like there are support groups and help that's actually out there. You can choose those things. I think it's all about choices. And, and real quick, um, before you go, Jarrell, I think also it's important to know is environment, like your, your basic level, who I deal with every day. Like it doesn't have to be, you know what I'm saying? They don't have to be professionals. It's just important to know that the people around you, they have to be strong as well. Like if you if you around strong people, you will pick up those traits. And as you start to pick up those straight traits, you'll notice that some of the things you carry in may be less than others. And not necessarily comparing, but just seeing somebody be strong, it, it helps so much with your strength. Like it helps you understand that, like, man, like watching somebody go in the gym and lift, you know what I'm saying, 315 pounds and I'm lifting 225, it gives me a motivating factor knowing that a human can do this. So if a human can make it through something and hit another level and we in the same situation, then why can't I do it? And it's like, okay, well maybe they know something and I need to kind of connect with those types of people so I can be that type of person. Cause we just humans. At the end of the day, we just humans. I just lost Khalil, but we just humans. <laughs> so he'll, come back. he'll come back when he's rich. But uh, I think it's important to give yourself that grace and not see yourself as like, you know, smaller than somebody else. Like people are going through some crazy stuff out here and, you know, they, they, a lot of these success stories you see, you look at the backstory, and it's like, oh my God, like you like, 
some of these stories, you know, you you watch them on them real life, uh, ESPN 30 for 30s or these, these documentaries, and you just see these amazing people with these just backgrounds that blow your mind. And it's because they, I feel like it's because of their environment. Like when you go through something, I think you kind of link up with strength because it's your only option. You know, you find the most powerful things in life, the most powerful life forces and you connect to it. So uh, Khalil, I was just pretty much saying like, you know, you gotta, you gotta link up with the right environments. That's pretty much what I was saying. Yeah, I had I had call, caught it for the most part. Mm. My mom had called me during the podcast. And uh. I, was, I was trying to press X and that, it just took me all out of it. But she calling me again, but I'm just I'm, I'm trying to stay in here though. Can y'all still see me? Yeah, all right, all right, all right. It's all good. My thing, uh, because I I deal with a lot of people that deal with trauma, and uh, like you said, they they use negative outlets. So my biggest thing, like Kerry kind of said, and they kind of said too, I try to teach them triggers. So if you know what triggers the trauma, if you know what triggers, if if I see this, if I watch this movie, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a drink. So I always try to teach them their triggers. So if you know your triggers, you try to stay away from your triggers. So even with trauma, even with uh, stress, anxiety, I always try to teach triggers because if you you move a different way, when you know, hey, I don't like Kerry said, I don't need to be in that environment. I don't need to be around these type of people. So um, trauma is a big thing and everybody deals with it um, in different ways. But I like how you said you use positive outlets because that's what I try to teach them. If, if they do get around a trigger, like some of my clients, if they do see something that might trigger their mind to smoke or drink, I try to teach them the, the, the positive way, the, the, the working out, the reading the book, the learning something, watching football. If they want to drink alcohol, if alcohol is something they don't need, what's your favorite soda? What's your favorite? Drink some Kool-Aid. You know, we try to use alternatives. So if you can use positive alternatives when, when something bad happens, positive alternatives when your brain tells you to do something you don't need to be doing, that's the best way to live life. Because we're going to always go through something. We're going to always have that, that thought, that negative thought, like, man, I can just get this the easy way. I can put a Band-Aid over it, or I can just really fix it. So positive, I always try to stay positive, think positive, uh, find positive outlets. That's my biggest thing. So. And the same effort goes towards both. You know, a lot of times, uh, you hear people say, or we will say, it's just so easy to do this, or it's just so easy to do that. It's effort. You put the same effort towards drinking and smoking as you can going to the gym. It's the same, same effort. You got to, you got to get moving in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I, I read something yesterday. It was a, a little book I read. It was talking about how, like, you know, it's hard for people to activate. Like a lot of times, that's the big thing. Activating that energy to go do those things is the hard thing. It's, I'm, I'm paralyzed. I'm held. But they say activation energy, is, it needs thought power and effort, like the Marcus just said. So you got to have thought power. You got to actually think about what you want and make it so intense that now it's real. You like you like are so focused on making it real that you put in like a thousand percent effort to make it happen. And then now you activated the energy. So I think I think that part. And then when you do that, then you're going to find other eagles to fly with. Stop flying with them little birds and little, them little small birds that can't run with you. So, um. Then we, yeah, I, uh, can't fly. all right. So, um, you had a topic, Mr. Lift and Go. You had a topic about fictional versus reality. I think it'd be a good topic to cover with Khalil on here. Um, right. Why are you looking like that? Like, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you everybody on here just talked about it. Look at how you're looking. He's like, he don't know what oh, I'm talking about. The money, how to <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Ain't no having, with, having a young guy on here will, will help with that, too. So, uh, I'm not going to put everything out there, but it was a, a high school homecoming, which is a, a, a fun dance for high schoolers to go to at the end of the homecoming week. And there, you know, just happened to be an altercation that ended with uh, some young kids being stabbed. And I was talking to my kids about the difference between what is perceived as fun and, you know, the music or whatever that people listen to that might seem like that is okay or is something that gets your stripes on the street or whatever you might say it is versus the actual reality of actually going to those situations for somebody actually being shot, somebody actually being stabbed, somebody in your family actually being hurt, or yourself. Like, it does not feel that good. I don't care what it is. The, 
the shock that you and the trauma that we were just talking about, the shock and trauma that you go through. If you're a part of that environment, if you have a part of an environment where somebody actually gets stabbed, you go through trauma yourself, even if you weren't the victim. Uh, so I was just talking about uh, reality versus uh, the fictional reality of uh, what's perceived as reality and as far as entertainment and uh, the different outlets that we may look into to get entertainment and they don't they don't match with reality. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's big. I think the fictional reality um, is a picture that's painted, that's perpetuated by media um media is controlled by the people with the most money the people with the most money are literally feeding the money machine and they be giving all this media to us and they showing us what's cool what's to be accepted they're giving our social rules our social norms then you have our youngsters who are the most impressed upon because they're just constantly learning picking up information and then the youngsters really are what drive the culture because they create the new ideals like they literally constantly like show us okay this is where we are and like you said when we see our youngsters and our, our young people getting killed at homecomings or like you know going into grocery stores and robbing grocery stores or doing these crazy acts um i think that's that's a that's a that's a community problem we've had that that conversation before it's like when you looking at the community that like i just think that everything is who you around and how how are we kind of combating against that with what we put in front of our peers and our children right it's like what what are you doing what what do you do as a person like once you once you find out that like man like as your son if i'm your son and i see that and i'm like man my, my friend like just went through that okay he goes through it he's left with that experience now it's like okay do i have people in my circle that's gonna help me like you know be able to say yo we gotta change something that we're doing or if my friends were the ones that were in that, like, what are we gonna do to be different? And it's like, it takes, like I said before, it takes others. Like it takes us to kind of come to collectively together and say, you know, let's choose, let's choose, um, let's choose goals, let's choose power, let's choose uh, collection, collection of energy. Like how do we, how do we combat that with like a goal, like a motivating factor, something that's moving us in a different direction? Because like we said, the fictional stuff, you could tell, I don't think it's really difficult to tell what's being, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe I've always been blessed enough to, to kind of, oh, I, yeah, I understand that everybody can't tell, but I've been blessed enough to have like a different, like, I always want to do something different. I was never the one that wanted to go with the pack, but I do understand that humans are pack animals. So we naturally want to go with the pack. So you naturally want to sag your pants when everybody else sagging their pants, you know what I'm saying? But like, I never was like, like that. I, I always kind of want to do my own thing. So I'll let y'all kind of add to that a little bit more and I, I don't want to make it seem like, yeah, go ahead, Khalil, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take on that topic since I'm like yeah, you the younger yeah, yeah. generation. So it's fictional and what's the other reality? The real, re like what's really it was reality. Real. Yeah. yeah, so the fictional reality I can understand as being part of the youth, like that's what is um, basically pushed on us. Like this type of music, it's like a demonic music, like, this uh, kill this person, shoot them in the head, and this, and then you see you watch the music video. They got all these chains and this jury on it, all these women. So us, we like, ooh, they talking about killing people and stabbing. So the, and all these girls in that music video, and they get all these chains and stuff. So that must mean if we do it, we can. If we talk, if we listen to this type of music, that means we we must be cool, you know, because they seem cool with all this jury and all this type of stuff on. But really, you know. Like Mr. Sloan said, the people with the money push the stuff to throw us off. So if they pushing this to a younger group, we more susceptible to it because our minds are younger. And we also were, you know, our generation were kind of pushed on phones. So we are exposed to a lot of more stuff on these phones. And phones just take you, you can, you know what I'm saying, find A to Z on a cell phone. And, and you know what I'm saying? And it might not just be something that's really you supposed to be looking at, but you like, oh, okay, Instagram. Ooh, this person doing this. Ooh, this a big old household, Instagram. So now we're looking at all, Instagram, all you see is the good stuff. All you see is good fashion, cars, money. That's all you see. So you so you thinking like, ooh, okay, so this is the, this is reality. Like, oh, all the big stuff, all the big stuff, but they don't, they not pushing all the little stuff like, okay, this family and this little house, just watching Netflix as a family, they not pushing all that type of stuff. 
they pushing the, this type of rapper, this rapper with a gun in his hand, and he got some change on and some money, a stack of money. So all that looked good to our eyes as young and like, you know, cause that's really this how that's how um we really think about it. okay, money and girls, that's what we kind of thinking about as a younger, younger age, like, ooh, I want some money and I also want like women. So you like, ooh, he got both of this and you listen to that music and you know that beat, you know that that it don't matter what they saying, but that beat will kind of get you trapped already. Like, dun, it dun, money dun, in that beat too. It puts yeah, the quality. It good. puts some and it puts some money in there too. So it's like, ooh, like man, he must be winning. And it's just throwing you also sending you on this path. Think these people winning, and really you supposed to be doing something else. Like they ain't teaching you. There ain't nobody on there rapping like read a book when you go home. Ain't nobody saying nothing like that. They talking about. They talking. About, <laughs> they not talk. They not talking about that. They talking about killing. They talking about misusing women. They talking about using drugs. And they talking about. Uh, Things of that sort, they not saying nothing positive. It's all bad. So we thinking in our head, if they if we listen to this type of music, they filling our head up with this. We thinking, okay, we do this. This mean we cool. And you know, it's not really too many people like yourselves who are trying to lead people on the right direction. And they just, you know, what I'm saying, letting people be free and saying it's okay to do drugs, and that's what they promoting nowadays. So that's kind of what. Go ahead, Miss Sloan. I don't mean to cut your wings, Khalil. Go ahead, real quick. Go ahead. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, uh, that's what they promoting, and you know, it ain't no correction in the youth, cause a, a lot of the youth follow, like Mr. Sloan said, we pack animals. So if this person smoking, well, that's cool. He doing that. That that seemed cool. If he sagging his pants, so I'm a smoking sag my pants too. Or he going to parties and drinking and listen to NBA Young Boy, and you know, have a gun. I want a gun too. So how can I get a gun? So now we all. It's like the blind leading the blind. We all lost. Yeah, and, tra and trauma makes you a great sheep, a great, a great uh, a prospect to become a sheep. And I think, um, you know, as Khalil hit on something real quick, I want our audience to know: when you see brothers doing stuff like this, you see individuals doing stuff like this, support us. You know what I'm saying? Support us because we care about these problems. Like we're trying to find answers. Like we have open conversations because there's not too many times where you're gonna see five black men get on the call and talk about, you know what I'm saying, the psychological, emotional, and sociological issues that are plaguing us and being transparent about it. You know what I'm saying? We're not on here trying to act like we hired than nobody. We're trying to make sure we can uh, perpetuate a message that, uh, you know, illuminate y'all. So I just want to add that to it. So, but that was a great point you made, Khalil. So I'll let y'all. Go ahead, Nate. You got something on your mind. I see it over there. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how not to say it in such a rude way, but hey, they need to hear. Truthfully, 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 this is why I'm so adamant about people not being stupid, bro. Because I get it. All the things we can talk about with how media gets to you, you hear this in the music, you see, that's cool. That's true. It's been out there. We've been selling dope in music for the last 30 years. It's cool. But the reality is especially in today's day and age, when we have social media for what it is, we see the outcome of a lot of these situations. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think it can happen to you, you stupid. That's ultimately my thing. We, How many times do we have to get on here and say RIP to this person who just passed? And I'm gonna say RIP PNB Rock, the who just got shot and, and killed, right? That's another example of it looks good because you're selling a certain product. I live this street life. This is what I promote, blah, blah, blah. The end result, and this is no disrespect to the man, no, nothing against him. I don't know what happened with the whole situation. The end result is a father laid out in the middle of the, the floor somewhere, leaked out. That's what the actual end result is, right? And we see this. So it's on you. It's one thing to say, Oh, the dude who making, you know, a couple hundred a year, whatever it is, they trapping, doing all of that. That's the life you live in. You a 15, 16 year old kid, you smart enough actually to know that you go to jail when you kill people, that you can go to jail for stabbing somebody at home. You're smart enough to know you get caught with dope, you're gonna go to jail. But I wanna add something to that though. I wanna add something to that though. I think they don't know what it feels like though. Yeah, they don't well, know well, what it feels like, so they have a different connotation to what well, they some the kids, concept of reality. 
Yeah, like they'll, they'll do that stuff and be crying. It's like, you know, you you on the way to prison because of something you did and you crying. And we'll sit there and say, why are you crying? Like, you know what you just did, right? But at the same time, yeah. it's that I just associated that with my worth and with my homies. That's my stripes. And all of a sudden, now I got that, you know, that, that hey, 30 years. Yeah. And go back always to what JT said about free lessons. That's That's why that's important. You might not know what it feels like, but you probably know an example of somebody that it happened to. You probably got your cousin Ray Ray who just did 10 to 15. You can learn from that. That's the reality. You might not actually personally know what it feels like, but that's a good thing. You should want to keep it that way. I don't want to know what it feels like to go to jail. But Nate, what about like when you play the games or you listen to the music and it gives you that feeling? Like Grand Theft Auto, and and you're right. I was a kid. I, I played I'm not gonna say that I'm, I'm special or I'm any different than anybody else, but that just never happened to me. I never no, was playing saying, that photo, yeah. like I need to go and steal cars and like run over hookers. Like no, no, that's me not either. Cool. Yeah, but <laughs> me either. But that feeling, you know, you playing the game, you get that like you get that cool little somebody talk to you crazy on Grand Theft Auto, you pull out, you do a drive by. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That feel good on the game. You're like, oh yeah, you talking that? Yeah, you talk. Yeah, talk now. You know what I'm saying? That feels good on the game. But sometimes that's people react. That's all they know. That's all they were taught. Like, hey, if somebody talk crazy to you, knock them out. Like, end. That's that's that's, 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 that's how that's you earn your respect. Uh-huh. The, that's not even to the argument. To the conversation. What we're teaching the youth, right? But that's got to come in home. It's one thing to say, hey, you're yeah. listening to this. But Pete, Pete, I've seen it. So often now, people talking about separating the art from this and that. Teach your kids that it's actually an art form. Don't just have them listen to music like it's truly a part of your life that means something more than what it really is, right? Teach people what it is. And you got to start that from the beginning. It's cool. Hey, you want your kids to listen to trap music, do anything? I'm not speaking against it. But teach them what it is. Teach them it's a form of entertainment. It's not reality. But when That's you not- to the kids. But when you got a, a bro, when you got most of us have broken families, bro, single family households, mama working all the time. Who gonna teach the kids? Ain't nobody gonna teach the kids in that situation. The kid gonna get taught by the streets. And then, so then when you double back too, you got certain kids learn differently. Like Khalil will come into my classroom, bro, all the time for game. Like he just sit there and listen, bro. There's so many kids I try to reach that literally it's a cast iron, but ain't nothing coming in. But I'm telling you, when it comes to that music. When it comes to that influence, boy, they they caught, they rapped, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, that pleasure, like when when people trying to get pleasure, they'll listen more. Like when it's creating that, like I'm in my phone and I'm scrolling, I'm liking that, and you seeing these women and you seeing this money, you see that that'll teach you quicker because it's caught you feel good. Like it's got you emotionally, you wrapped up and you feel more important or you feel cooler or you feel like that's a potential thing you can have. So it's like almost like. You know, I heard it explained that edutainment, edutainment is the way people learn best now. Like, and, it, and you only got five to 10 seconds to do it. So it's edutainment, it's gotta be entertaining. It's gotta be like candy. You have to put the medicine in the candy jar because you're not gonna, it's like, you. it's hard to explicitly teach people stuff anymore, bro. Attention spans not like that no more. They're not, and, and the broken families don't make it no easier to kind of impact change. So it's like, we gotta, we gotta catch them culturally like even like uh we need I, we need to have lavalis on here man lavalis is a cat in the city uh out here at colleen he does this thing called free my city that's his outreach team and what they do is they got rap they're rappers most of them right and they do music and things like that but they also doing community cleanup they also doing prayer walks they also doing things like that to be able to catch your artists because you know your artists are the ones that are normally perpetuating this message they catch them and they reform them it's like you give them, you give them the love, you give them the the belonging, the security within the group. So it's like, I mean, stuff like that is like more so. And then you put them on the videos, and you got these dope videos where you know what I'm saying you got the crazy angles, the beats knocking. It's like it's trendy, so you can feel like you can rock with it. Versus like you know what I'm saying your old school like, like oh this is your feel good video with the sad music in the background. <laughs> want to hear that like people want to feel like it's the culture like they want to feel like it's still the culture it's a different side of it you know what i'm saying like 
Nah, it's, it's definitely none of what I'm saying is an easy thing to do. I just think that's where it's, it's kind of got to start at, too. Like, the things that we can do in the home, the things that we can do, you know, through whatever outreach, stuff like that, we have to keep on trying because it's really just about shaping mindset and shaping outlook on the world, right? And that's what's important because I think the older you get, you realize, oh, yeah, like I'm not really going to go do some of those things. These are people who are mature. It's something about, I can't remember exactly where I saw this article, but I did see an article about how the IQ level of people who commit crimes is, is kind of obscured, right? It's like we have a, a very low IQ level on some people. So not all that, of them. Not all of them. You got them extremely I don't remember where I got it from. But that was always <sighs> interesting to me. Oh, chill out, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs be tripping. I hear the dog barking on the, in the background. Yeah. But um, I think that kind of stuff is something to look at, too, because a lot of times these are dumb choices. Yes, sometimes we might be put in situations where they seem like our only choices, but they're still dumb choices. To really go and gamble on your future like that and throw it away is it's not smart. So we have to be able to create a smarter, younger generation where they have these kind of things in mind. And that's where I kind of come back to what you're teaching them about the realities of some of these things. Yeah, it's people, I'm, look, hey, tell your kid, tell your five-year-old, yeah, it's really people that sell dope in the world. It's also really people that go to jail for selling dope and get killed over it. That's the reality. Because if you understand all of those things, I think you're a little bit more cautious about getting into some things. At least I would hope. And switch their to focus and switch their focus. Switch the focus from there to hey, there's people like you that's doctors, there's people like you that's entrepreneurs, there's people like you that's counselors, like and they came from this situation, they think a bit very similar to you, and they just literally have one different opportunity that they took advantage of. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, you know, that's important. That's important that, that focus. And then Demarcus, I see you got your son over there. You 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 wanted hey, to man, listen. You calling out my son like that, man. I'll call my own son up. Right, go ahead and call your son up then, man. <laughs> All right. This is my son. This is my son. My boy. My boy. He's 16, and he don't even know why he's here. But <laughs> he, he's younger, too, and we're talking about the appeal of rap music. And he has, well, he, there's a rapper that he liked listening to. I know we kind of going along with this subject, but I just wanted to hear from his point of view. There's a rapper that you used to like listening to. Name was... Jay the Youngin, Ooh, and Jay, Jay the Youngin is a, a Florida, Louisiana rapper. Florida, Louisiana rapper, he has such a strong appeal to my son that, I mean, that they, the way they wear their hair, the way they dress, the way they look, I just speak up. I just want you to tell them, and you can tell them however you want to tell them. Don't curse. You ain't supposed to curse nowhere, but. Uh, <laughs> What's the appeal to Jay? Uh, to what was your appeal to Jay the Youngest, and what was his final result? Why you like Jay the Young? What about his music? I want you to talk. Can't be too quiet. <laughs> Put them on the I, I, I want you to be for real. Like be for real. I don't care. Just say it. Listen, I say I say this, I say this real quick before you go. I actually like Jada Youngin too. Now, I didn't subscribe to what he believed in, but Jada Youngin did have some good songs though. Like and, what? Name one. Uh, I can sing it, but I don't, I can't sing it. We're on the podcast, but I don't know the name of it. But I know when I heard it though, because the beat was knocking, and he was on it. I would listen to it, but I know the difference between that being my lifestyle. And that just being something I listen to. And I think that's just where we got to get to. It's like, sometimes this music sounds good in the gym. It sounds good when you're riding, but it ain't necessarily a message that I want to be able to live by. Cause we know J.D. Young, and I don't know if he's gonna tell us, but J.D. Young got murdered. So in, in the same street life that we talking about, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's the thing though. We got to be in the middle of that. Like, you know, we, we got to show them that, hey, that's our culture. J.D. Youngin was killing it. He was on the way up. Young young boy, same category. You listen to young boy music, young boy talking about some of the same stuff J.D. Youngin was talking about. He's number one on YouTube. Most streamed artists on YouTube. 
That's our culture. What we gonna tell them? Not listen to him? I think Young Boy, the most streamed person in the world, like ever. Like he got the most streams ever. And him and Jetty Youngin was kind of into it at one point. So you know, it's either you a Jetty, and then you get on TikTok, you say you either Jetty Youngin fan or NBA Young Boy fan. Now you beefing between two artists, and it's like kids like us that you gotta pick a side, and you not even a street dude. So how can we even? How y'all on, who even started this trend? Like NBA young, like why be better and this type of stuff? Like how we gonna choose between these type of people? We ain't never shot nobody, killed <laughs> nobody, rap no drugs up like they talking about in these songs. So how we gonna pick a side? Like we don't know. We just gotta, well, they basically, I guess they basically just saying, which sounds better to you? Which ones, who gets your attention most? But it, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it, it all really don't make sense because that's not a life that we should be promoting to anybody if we're talking about positivity. Now, if this now if we was trying to promote some negativity and trying to, you know what I'm saying, promote people to do bad stuff at a young age, then yeah, that's what we'd be talking about, pick a side. But when you're trying to talk about positivity, that's just something, you know, you, you don't want to get involved in. Yeah, because there's real beef there a lot of times. Like, do they be saying, yeah. like, oh, pick a side, but they be really beef because we see people really dying. And these and these youngsters really shooting out here, so it's like that. That's kind of what I what I see with that, and I think the impact. You know, what I'm saying like I said, the culture powerful, dog. The culture is powerful, and it, and it gives us it gives us a sense of belonging a lot of times when you're young, right? Because we used to have artists that we was resonated towards that wasn't necessarily, you know, what I'm saying the most positive. Like, I used to love Zero, but. You know what I'm saying? Speaking, we seen Zero get dropped. You know what I'm saying? Recently, shot at Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you got, that hurt though. That hurt. But he Zero, he got. Oh, what was Zero talking about though, y'all? We know what always Zero solo dolo. Solo dolo. I don't need. I'm one deep. Like you know what I'm saying? He talking about shooting people too and all that. And that was our culture that gave us like a sense of like, man, like you when you've got mad at your girl, you listening to roll. You in the back. You know what I'm saying? You in the car. You like, man, I'm gonna ride to this road real quick. Get my mind clear. So it's just like it's our culture, but at the same time, we got to know that we a man first. Control self, master self, master yourself, folks. That's what it really comes down to. Work on mastering yourself. You can indulge in whatever you want because it's just a what, but don't get into that and own it and make it your identity. It's not your identity. You are your identity. You are you, all you, just you. So, you. Thanks. But um, I don't want to say, say nothing. You want to say anything? You got anything to say about that? Nothing. <laughs> You put that man on the spot, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. You put that man on the spot, but it's all good. He gonna say something next time we hop on here, but he man, man, y'all got anything left for the people, man? To be able to unlock that light within, being able to kind of take their lives to the next level. I I don't think the markets and they, and I don't know if they try to keep it short, but they ain't really answered the, the prepared question, the, the insurance question. They ain't really speak too much. About it. Oh, you're right. I, di I didn't get the session on that. Um, yeah. In quickness, I would say it's truly about what's important to you, right? That's how you get prepared for things. If longevity is important to you versus living in the moment, then you're going to prepare that way. Like what you're saying, I got to hit my budget. Boom, I'm putting the rest to the side. I can control it. Longevity is important. Me on the opposite side, Bro, through college, through early adult life, I blow money fast, real fast. <laughs> That's just always been my nature. So honestly, it's a thing that I'm I'm still working on and learning, but it's truly looking at perspective of where you are in life and realizing what's actually important. Like I blow money on some really stupid things. Usually it's food or it's just like actual dumb things that I don't even need. But that's not really important, all right? So it's it's becoming a lot easier, I would say, to shift my focus into that, into that kind of longevity mindset. But it's just where you are in life, man. It's a perspective kind of a deal. So well, I, I, I could be real, real quick and easy too. Uh, it's an old cliche that probably a thousand, a million thousand, hundred thousand, whatever. Everybody on this earth, if you've lived long enough, have heard this. You either uh, fail the plan or you plan to fail. Uh, if you have, if you don't have a plan or you don't have a motive in life, you can live in the moment, uh, but I, I believe that those moments will go up and down, in and out. Uh, and hey, some people enjoy that lifestyle uh, for 
to have more stability, uh, to to be able to strive to accomplish uh, a lot more in life, wh whatever it is, whatever goals you got. I feel like you got to have some sort of a plan. You can freelance a lot of things and uh, still get to some places. Because I think for some of your bigger, more ultimate goals, a little harder to get to. Uh, <clears throat> someone wants to add more worth to yourself, to your life, to your peers, to your family. I, I think you have to have a plan. Yeah. Be the dominant frequency in your life. Have a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, somebody has one for you. So um, what's real is that y'all... Frequency in your life. Can't slow with the bars. Bars, bro. You already know, you already know what it is. We're in the culture, bro. But um, be a like podcast, man. Make sure y'all tap in. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all like. Don't act. Don't be a ghost follower, and don't be that person that just watches us and never supports us. Support be a light so we can get this message out to your sons, your uncles, your nephews, all the young men in your life, and the women too, because we for everybody. So bring some good women energy to us, some good divine feminine energy. We need them to come on the podcast, grace the podcast. Khalil, we appreciate you coming on here. Young, young whippersnap over there that uh, Demarcus and I introduced. We appreciate you coming on here. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to be back next week, y'all. Hey, don't just engage. Or don't just support. Engage. Engage. We want to hear from y'all, too. Engage. engage. We want to know what y'all want to hear us talk about. That's what me yeah. and Case Long talked about yesterday. Yeah. So when you so, engage, you get married. <laughs>